All right, major gift fundraiser here with Clark Van Deventer, helping you get the most money out of your list without ruining your current donor relationships. All right, I'm live for the second time today. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. I've got a free resource for you, 57 ways to think and steward your donors. 57 ways to think and steward your donors. So why is that so important? All right. And by the way, a list of 57, it's, that's a good list. All right. You want this list. And at the end of this video, I'm going to tell you how you can get it. It's super easy and it's super free. All right. Like super free, like, which is even better than free. All right. Okay. So your donor should get more joy out of giving to your organization than they could get out of anything else they could do with their money charitable or otherwise that's the goal and that doesn't just magically happen all right it takes a heart for the donor and a desire to provide a great giving experience but that's not enough that's not enough first we need to establish some systems all right systems and attention for detail a methodical approach at doing lots of little things right all right i like to say this Many little wows make big wow, all right? I like to challenge fundraisers to do things for your donors that people will still be telling stories about 20 years from now. But those big things need to happen after you've already established a baseline of thanks and stewardship. So you get a seat at a poker game by paying your auntie. Your auntie is doing basic donor service as well. Thanking your donors, sending appropriate gift receipts, responding to messages and requests, that's your auntie. But you don't win a game with your auntie, right? All your auntie does is give you a seat at the table. Paying your auntie in, in the nonprofit world with fundraising, paying your auntie is committing to doing the basics well. So. You want to raise more money? Raising more money will be a lot easier if you have happy donors. Donors who are having joyous giving experiences with your organization. So I used to say that happy donors are a prerequisite to making an ask, but that's not true. Your donors don't have to be happy before you ask them for a gift. But, but, if you want to close a big gift, if you want your donors to give a big, audacious, stand-on-their-tiptoes gift, you need them to be happy. All right. So you must first develop a culture of service, not just encourage random acts of great service. So we all love Disneyland, right? We all love Disney. I recently read this book um, called Be Our Guest. Perfecting the Art of Customer Services, actually published, written and published by the Disney Institute. The Disney Institute is actually a part of Disney, but it's other companies who come in to learn from Disney about how Disney does Disney. And in, in the book, Be Our Guest, there's this line where they say, wowing guests, to borrow a word from Tom Peters, means not only meeting these preconceived notions of what a Disney vacation or film or toy should be, but exceeding them in the same way you must first meet and then exceed the expectations of your customers 
if you are going to build a reputation for quality service. All right, did you note that? First meet and then exceed. All right, so in my, in my world, in my language, in my terminology, I'm saying meeting is your ante, right? And then once you've paid your ante, how do we exceed customer expectations, all right? So in the, this book, Be Our Guest, it continues, many companies wow their customers on occasion. The story will be told and retold and perhaps added to corporate lore, but then it's back to business as usual. But it's the plethora of little wows, many of which seem fairly insignificant at the time on which quality service depends. If the little wows are delivered consistently and continuously, they add up to a big wow. All right? So pay your ante, do the basics well. Then after that, on that foundation of doing the basics well, then you have an opportunity to really wow your donors. But what I'm talking about are doing the basics well. All right? Providing that baseline of service, doing it consistently, not just playing catch up by doing some big things on occasion, but doing the basics well. All right, we can't overcome missteps with some great act of service. That's not how it works. We have to first meet and then, then exceed expectations. First, we have to establish a minimum acceptable level of service. Then on that foundation, we go above and beyond. Make people feel safe, loved, and cared for, and then, and then wowed. All right, so after a donor gives their first gift to an organization, they should be thanked seven times in the first month. Seven thank yous in the first month, and I have this list seven, of, of seven ways that you can thank your donor in the first month. You may be thinking, how in the world am I gonna come up with seven thank yous in the first month of a first gift? It's super easy, just like the resource I'm gonna offer at the end of this video is super free, <laughs> okay? So it's super easy, and I got that list. I can email it to you, just reach out to me, and I, I can give it to you seven times in the first month. All active donors should be thanked seven more times over the course of a year, all right? Just a minimum threshold of thanks, automatic going out to your donors. But every interaction with your donors is an opportunity to say thank you. So I've got this list of 57 ways that you can thank and steward your donors. I want you to get this list from me. And if you begin really cultivating this culture of service, this culture of thanks, and thanking your donors consistently, you're going to see two things happen. First, your donor retention rate will go up right? You will keep more of the donors that you currently have. And second, you will experience marginal increases in support from existing donors. I'm not talking about exponential jumps, although, you know, in, in my coaching with nonprofits, I get into how to, how to get exponential jumps. But just by thanking your donors well, you will see your donor retention rates go up and you will see marginal increases in support from your existing donors. But I'm not even talking about major gifts yet. Not yet, all right, just do this. Just thank your donors well, and you will raise more money. 
Of course, you want more than a marginal increase, right? Marginal isn't very exciting, but, but if you just do this one thing, one thing, you'll see greater donor retention rates and you will see a marginal increase in support. All right, then on that foundation, we'll be ready to do the things that will lead to exponential increases in support. All right, so I've got this list of 57 ways to uh, thank and steward your donors. By the way, I, I will share it with you as a Google Doc, which I am continuously updating. So it's a list of 57 things now. By this afternoon, it could be a list of 58 things or 59 things or 100 things as we continue to add to the list. All right. So, uh, and by the way, Jason, who's watching this video, yes, some of those thank yous should be automated because we want to automate this baseline of things. All right. So, um, here's how you get the list two easy ways. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call me. Give me a call. My cell phone is 805-284-6127. That's 805-284-6127. Give me a call. Tell me you want the list. Um, or just email me, clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com, and I'll share the doc with you. That's clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. So just reach out to me. Let me know you want it and I will share it with you. That's how super easy it is to get this super free, always continuously updating, uh, updated list. 57 ways to thank and steward your donors. All right, hope this has been super helpful to you. It's my favorite word of the day, I guess. All right, 805-284-6127 or Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Have a great day.